0: Today, I have some of the country's most renowned experts in the dating world, in the human behavior world, in the matchmaking world, in the hypnotherapy world. We're going to get into what has happened to us during this COVID era that we've been experiencing, all the normal ways that we relate to one another taken away from us because of this virus. Tell the viewers a little bit about yourself so that they understand when you're talking why you're the expert and what you're talking about. Let's start with Kia.
1: Hi, I'm Kia Kim, and um, I am a board certified national clinical counselor and a practitioner of a methodology called emotional resolution. And what I do is I help people with, uh, I don't need to go in this act- into this actually, but uh, I've been working with also as a, with a nonprofit care association and uh, we're working to help people who are less fortunate and struggling with relationships.
0: And you also are somebody who knows about mental health.
1: Yes, I'm a nationally certified uh, clinical counselor.
0: All right. So. Well, that's going to be very important for the way we start our conversation today. Let's talk to Jimmy Riss. Jimmy, you're an amazing guy. I mean, you're very unique. Tell the viewers what you do.
2: Well, I'm not a dating expert, for sure. Certainly not like these people. It's a new lane that we've entered our company is loyal ears digital and we bring about fantasy sports games to about 200 radio stations across the country i'm hearing something in my ear Uh, so so long story short we're getting ready to launch march madness a year ago to our 150 stations that wanted it and everything was canceled and uh so the rest of the year was too and that's how we make our living now we still got paid thank god because they still run our spots but we had a lot of time on our hands and we were brought into the dating business one of them is Mark Brooks uh the consultant that you're going to have on from Malta and uh the biggest platform in Europe wanted to break their product in America, and they came to us so that we could go to syndicated radio personalities and let them have their own dating platform, and that's what we're doing.
0: Great, very good. And now we have. Let's uh, bring on Aviva. Aviva, tell the viewers what your purpose is and how you and how you function in all this.
3: Hi, my name is Aviva Gutman. I'm a certified Imago relationship therapist. And Amago is a technique of therapy where you help um, people have more connection in their relationships, have less combative ways to speak with each other, to have active listening. And um, I'm here to talk about how that changed and increased people seeking that type of help during the pandemic.
0: And you're gonna also, you're going to also put together a positive spin because I think so many people are negative. It's very important to remain positive in all this. Uh, Eileen, let's talk to Eileen. I want to hear what you have to say. You're a matchmaker, right? Like the, like the Match- on the Say again. Hello.
4: My name's Eileen. I am. I'm a New York matchmaker with Elite Connections. I also have a radio show called Heart Match Me, and I am the positive one. I think that through COVID, I've been telling everyone, I'm hoping that everybody is resetting and realizing their values about what relationships are really based off of. Um, I feel that by next month, everyone's business. Everyone's a matchmaker now. It actually makes me laugh how I've been doing it for twenty-something years, and now everybody's a matchmaker. Um, but well, you know,
0: there's the you- them on the roof matchmaker. Yeah. I think,
4: hey, I got my brother married. Come on.
0: Um, no way. <laughs>
4: yeah, but I find it funny. You still that talking everybody- to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funny though that everyone is a matchmaker now but to be a matchmaker you really you know it's it's a it's a gift it really is it's not a game because you're playing with someone's heart but the real what you said before was so so true it's about being positive now and coming out of this and resetting your true values and what you're looking for in someone
0: very good very good and now we have a hypnotherapist who knows also about human behavior jeffrey rose jeffrey why don't you introduce yourself and Tell the uh, viewers and the panelists about yourself.
5: Okay, I'm Jeffrey Rose. I'm a clinical hypnotist, a nutritionist. I'm also trained as an addiction recovery coach. I've got a practice in New York City, but because of COVID, I'm doing a lot more sessions now remotely from all over the country, in New Zealand, and Australia, anyone who speaks English, and mostly helping people to moderate their alcohol consumption or quit drinking or quit smoking cigarettes or lose weight and to lead the healthiest, happiest life they can possibly deal you know do with right now instead of coping with drinking excessively you know we're staying indoors all the time now it's affecting our mood we're not connecting with other people and we need to find a way to go with the flow of life and knowing that this is going to pass
0: and we're going to move on and we're going to get a lot better good man thank you jeffrey all right so let's start let's start with ki and she can sit there and really i want you to take america's temperature, okay? And I want you to give us a snapshot of what you think America is feeling right now so that we can start the conversation and, and move forward. So give us a little snapshot of, you know, are we 98.6 or are we, are we burning up at 104? <laughs> sure,
1: Jessie. Uh You know, the underlying problem with what's happening right now comes down to one thing and that is it's a four letter word and that is fear. And unfortunately, fear is something that everyone ha- has, and everyone holds in some way. And uh, but the good thing is that we also have the ability to overcome fear. And unfortunately, with all the the media coverage, uh, and unfortunately, some leaders who kind of made the virus seem like it's not that bad, or. <laughs> Uh, a lot of different scenarios of groups of people or news that are scaring people about the pandemic. And then on the other side, people who aren't scared at all and not taking precautions leading into the pandemic getting worse has just fed fear into fear into fear. And so now we are in the situation where people are beginning to, to question what is going on in the world? What is it about themselves? And uh, also questioning their relationships. People are stuck at home. They're stuck at home with people who, maybe they didn't even know that well because they were distracted by all the activities of the world, but now they're stuck at home with this person they're getting to know and maybe realizing they're not that compatible. On the other hand, you also have people who are spending time together realizing, hey, you know, we actually like spending time together. Let's make this better. Uh, But back to the point, back to the answer. Fear is basically what is driving people to have anxiety and fall into depression. A lot of people are committing suicide because of fear.
0: Oh, that's a pretty uh, heavy, heavy, heavy statement there. I mean, how how bad is it on the suicide level? I mean. I I know that there have been people, you know, getting divorced, but it's really gotten that bad?
1: You know, to be perfectly honest, I have not been following the statistics just because um, I'm more busy now as a counselor than I was uh, before the pandemic. Uh, There are more and more people who are seeking therapy as a result of the pandemic. And so um, I've just been focused on helping people to reduce their anxiety, reduce the fear and what I do is I use uh, a process called emotional resolution. And what it does is it taps into our natural ability to heal emotions through a process called somatic quieting.
0: So that's my, what, what, is, somatic, what is somatic quieting? Um,
1: so, okay. Uh, let's give you an example. Let's say for example, coming onto this radio program, maybe some of us are feeling uh, or felt a little nervous. And so we have sensations in our body that are associated with nervousness. Uh, Maybe you had a little pressure on the chest. Maybe your breathing got a little difficult. Uh, Maybe you start sweating, but these are all physical things that are happening in our bodies that are associated with an an emotion. And the same thing with fear is that we have these physical sensations that scare us. And so that's what makes us feel fear. So what somatic quieting does is that it allows us to calm those physical sensations and basically resolve the emotion. And I just wanted to say, to be perfectly honest before coming onto this show, this is actually my first interview since uh, 2012. Uh, In 2012, I I was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder from 9-11. And, uh, when I was diagnosed, things got really bad for me. I withdrew, I, I stopped, you know, doing interviews and I finally healed Took me five years to heal. But it was because of this somatic quieting that I was able to heal. So anyway, back to the story.
0: No, it's right- amazing that you're an actual, you know, <laughs> you, you're an actual example of what you're, of what you're teaching others. So you're paying it forward. That's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I would not have become a clinical counselor unless I had been I had PTSD, to be perfectly
0: honest. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, Eileen, all right, Eileen, since you're miss positive here. I am. All right. You're hearing the theme that's been, you know, put out there. And, and I agree with what K, you know Kim has said about fear being the, the tool that's being thrown in our face through the virus, through politics, so, so many different elements. So how do you maintain that? That you know that that uh, perfect positive outlook when you're having fear all the time. Do you come across that in dealing with the relationships that you're trying to nurture?
4: I think that fear comes anytime. It's like when you're going out and someone doesn't like you, and you know you like them. Fear is just there with everyone. But I think that through COVID again, I use the word reset constantly. That two people together could take help can help each other's fear and nerves. I know that um I'm divorced now. I'm 25 years out of a marriage, you know, I was married. I had fear. I'm out there dating now. And the thing is when you meet the right person, what she was saying, the fear and the nerves, everyone has that, but there are certain people who can help you ease that if you meet the right person. And there are people out there. Um, again, People have to realize what their values are now. It shouldn't be about that one-night stand, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: But should, how, how have you seen how have you seen behavior change since COVID began with this political environment? Even before that, the Me Too movement. I'm afraid to open my mouth unless I know you really well. I, you know, I'm very outspoken. I, I'm I'm rough around the ed- edges, a typical Aries. I'm afraid to speak, it, and even the people I know, like Jeffrey, I know a long time, you should see us go at it in conversation. It's a good thing we're friends, or who knows what might happen? <laughs> right, Jeffrey? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so, so Jeffrey, all right, so chime in, Jeffrey, about that.
5: Well, I'm a little less cautious. I'm trusting my immune system more than most, and when we look at this COVID as a whole, we see that uh, 90% of the people that have died on this planet are over 80, and only 10% are less than 65. The young people, the very young, uh, the flu is worse for them. And if you're healthy, you have a strong immune system, you know, there's like a 99.5% chance of fighting this fighting this off. So I'm not so concerned. Having said that, I'm washing my hands, I'm doing social distancing, I'm wearing the mask at the right times, but I've been down to, to Miami four times this winter, which is a great thing because it's very healthy for you because in order for the skin to synthesize vitamin D from the sun, in the winter, you have to be at a latitude thirty five degrees or south, like Atlanta and Charleston. So just by being outside exposing yourself to sun, getting good uh, you know getting good sleep, not drinking alcohol, not eating sugar, all things that weaken your immune system, I'm feeling resilient, I'm feeling strong, and I'm not so concerned that I'm going to have it for myself. Having said that I am careful, you know when I went to my clients during my third you know my office in New York City. I'm staying you know, seven feet away from them. I'm wearing the mask. I'm washing my hands regularly. But I'm not living with any fear. I'm going about my life just being in the moment, enjoying everything. And to tell you the truth, it's actually been very good for my practice. And in my personal life, I'm spending more time with my family. I'm doing more traveling. And I'm doing remote sessions from my car while I'm charging it. I'm helping people while I'm on the beach or I'm in the hotel room. So
0: you have a Tesla, I guess. That's right, right. So I get
5: the charge, which great. So I have to charge for, you know. So for myself, I'm lucky. I, I know most people don't have that kind of situation. Also, our kids, we decided to homeschool our kids before COVID, the year before. So we didn't have the rug pulled out and like, oh my God, what are we gonna do now? The kids are gonna be with us. We have to teach them. So they've already had that pattern, you know, starting the school year before of how to learn remotely, how to, you know have either my wife or myself supervising and being parts of other uh, homeschool groups so we're coasting through life but I know the clients that I'm dealing with right now they're having challenges okay they're feeling more isolated they're spending more time at home if someone's a binge drinker to begin with there's studies that are showing they're drinking more alcohol okay they're feeling isolated uh, women are feeling stressed and anxious that's their causal for drinking more alcohol for men, the studies have shown that they're either, they're either bored or they're just feeling, uh, you know, not connected to other people. But uh, myself, we've had our fun times talking, Jesse and I, because I'm not as uh, cautious as you are.
0: <laughs> okay, Jeffrey. Now, John Keegan has joined us. Okay, yes. John, I
5: hope you could make it. How are you? I'm very are good, you man. You okay?
6: Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me.
0: To to, to bring you up to speed, just tell everybody what you do, because, and then I'm going to get you right into this, and then we're going to go to Aviva.
6: Great, yeah. Uh, I'm a dating coach in New York, and I've specialized the last 10-plus years, uh, really helping people connect at their core, uh, really getting connected to themselves, uh, right with their belief system, feeling great about who they are as a person, and great about uh, communicating who they are, being able to tell their story in an authentic, natural way, and connect with the people they really want to connect with so they can have the relationships they want to have. But ultimately, I always focus back on your relationship with yourself, uh, and then we take it outward in connecting with other people and really getting to know other people and connecting with them.
0: Now, John, uh, Kim mentioned about fear being the sort of the centerpiece of everything that's driving the bus right now in our society. Do you agree with that?
1: And how are, yeah, you
0: seeing, think, how are you seeing it in, 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 your, in your day-to-day, dealing with people uh, that you're working with in, on the Stating app?
6: You know, I have a unique perspective because I've spent a lot of time over the years being out and about. You know, it's not just uh, like an in-the-office like in kind of thing. I go out, my office is the world, and I take people out into it to meet other people in the world. And I would say that generally the feeling, especially in big cities like New York, uh the the feeling is there's a fear-based feeling obviously the mask represents that well we're scared we have the mask on and uh it, and it really makes it really hard for people to connect and i would say uh generally say a year plus ago people in the city would be more alert and open and there's a feeling of the, the kind of people that live in new york city are the kind of people that want to connect to the world that want to expand that want to grow and now the general feeling is, is I uh I'm going to stay to myself, I'm gonna wear my headphones, I'm gonna uh slink back in and it's very uh, disconnected place. Uh because the basic protocol is, is don't look at each other. If you get like people look down when they see each other and some uh, some uh signal of I'm um, trying not to breathe on you or whatever. And uh so that's made obviously a lot harder to connect with uh people you don't know, whereas the city before was wired to meet which is, you know, they call uh, New York City streets the great equalizer because you could be uh, a regular person sitting next to the most famous person in the world on the subway or walking down the street and, and, and able to connect with them, and that's all been uh, cut off for the most part.
0: Very good, man. And now Eviva, all right, so you're going to put a positive spin as well, and I want to hear your approach. How does your approach differ than what you've heard uh, so far?
3: Well first of all everybody's been uh, presenting a positive spin from their area of expertise but um, I'm an Imago therapist and the premise of Imago therapy is that any two people in connection uh, can feel safer with each other if they learn how to communicate in a safe way because fear as Kim said is a primal response to many things and we all still have a very fear-based part of our brain that's activated when we feel threatened or frightened and in my work, it has to do with how relationships need to feel safe. And I do have to say that um, since the pandemic, I have had a lot of couples reach me for telehealth therapy, for therapy because they've had a lot of time they've spent inside together in small spaces where they haven't had much of a choice about that. Prior to the pandemic, they had opportunities when they went to work, physically left each other for the day. Um, kids went to school, everybody had an opportunity to say, my home life is my home life, my work life is my work life, my school life is my school life. Um, And now everybody was put together in a very forced way. When I get couples reaching me for imago therapy, they are sometimes not aware, and I have to remind them that not only is what is going on between them something that's stressful and difficult, which is to connect when they didn't know how to connect before, or they feel disconnected when they had this whole crisis come upon them. They aren't fully aware, and I have to remind them, there is a social part that's going on outside of us that we're all impacted by. The pandemic is putting immense pressure on us that sometimes we're conscious of and sometimes we are not, but it definitely does impact the relationship that they have. So I help couples feel more connected in imagotherapy, which has a lot to do with attentive listening, developing empathy, validating each other, and trying to reach that midpoint of they are connected and not turning away from each other.
0: You know, hearing all of you speak, I think the people that you are all handling are in really good hands. My God, there's a lot of positivity in this room, and I'm really happy to see that. Now, you know who Mark Brooks is, correct? Mark is one of the leading international uh, experts on dating. He's hired by everybody. He's all over the world. He gave me a whole bunch of questions that I want to put out to you to see what your thoughts are about it, and to get a real blunt response. The first one is a pretty interesting question. He says to me, is Tinder really good, or is it poison for the psyche of American singles? Now, I ask my friends who date about Tinder, and they just say it's a site to go get laid. But, you know, it's the, he, they, there are nicknames for it. You know, and I won't even say them on the air, but, you know, <laughs> it's it's is this a bad thing or is this a good thing? Cause there's all different types of people out there that are looking for love. Some don't want to get so serious. Others do. I'd like to hear all your take on this.
4: You know, Tinder uh, and apps to me are like magazines. You just keep on looking and looking until you find something. My daughter put me, I'm a matchmaker and my daughter put me on Bumble. I can't even begin to tell you how many people say they're just looking for something casual. Um, I think it's an I know this sounds crazy. I think it's a numbers game. And if you get lucky, because it's just you just swipe, swipe, swipe. I mean, how do you really know the person if you're just swiping? So I do agree with um, the guy said it kind of leads to a lot of sex. All yeah, right. I
6: would say, I, I would add, um, you know, first of all, Tinder is really just forget about it. I mean, at least bumble, you might even meet somebody, but Tinder is just swipe all day. And I would say it is really bad for for people's psyche because you really get in this hot um, or not mindset. And for a lot of people who aren't like, you know, uh, the perfect specimen, online dating doesn't work at all. But when that same person meets someone in person, and they can really connect with someone face, you know, in a bookstore or at an event, and they can connect with them, there, then they can actually get, uh, uh, discover attraction between them that they would never discover online. And they, and you can read so much about a person in the blink of an eye that you can't uh, online at all. So there, you know, the whole idea, even if online dating on some great app where people actually meet. Uh, which there's very few, even if you did have that, it's always that, that on paper kind of thing. Y- you really don't know about someone until that second you're in front of them, and sometimes all it takes is a second. Also, it stops people from working on themselves and developing themselves, their social skills, their connection skills, their listening skills, and it gives it, and it, everything becomes uh, a takeout order, and that, that's what's bad about it, but uh, there are ways around that.